Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Len. And welcome back to the show, Alice. Thank you for having me. This is Minute 37 of Fright Night. It begins with Peter excusing himself and ends with a closing trunk. So, yeah, Peter is trying to get away, and he's like, oh, you know, excuse me, excuse me. And uh, and that's when Charlie announces, I believe in vampires. Just imagine if he's Tinkerbell, to be honest. <laughs> yes. I like, like, I believe. If he was, like, 10 years old, this would be really sweet. <laughs> but, yeah, he's just, you know, he declares it. He, he takes, a, it takes a leap of faith that Peter is going to find him a kindred spirit. And yeah. immediately take him under his wing. Uh, so yeah, this this declarative statement stops Peter, who smiles, you know, and he turns around, walking back to Charlie, and he pats him on the cheek and says, "That's nice." And if only there had been a few more of you, then my ratings would have been higher. And I love how, like Peter, being the dramatic actor that he is, and probably yeah. lives in his own world. What, what were you going to say, Alice? No, no, it was just, yeah, to go along with that, like, did he know what movie he was in? Like, it's like he's in a whole other Shakespearean movie. Like, it's such an interesting (laughs) contrast. (laughs) This is, uh, to me, I just feel like this is Peter, like, he's just lost his career. This is it. But there's still that one kid just sitting out there letting him know he still believes in vampires. And now Peter is going to walk away smiling and the credits are going to roll. You know, (laughs) if this was the movie of Peter's life, this is how it would end. And he'd get that one last line. If there had been a few more of you, then my ratings would be higher. But, you know, he's he's touched this kid's life and now he's going to walk into the sunset. (laughs) Right. <laughs> I just love that. Before we get into what keeps going on in that conversation, Roddy McDowell actually was thought of uh, by Guy McElwain, who was the head of Columbia Pictures. I'm not sure if I pronounced his last name right, but I'm going to go with it. Roddy had actually already starred in the Tom Holland, not Spider-Man film, Class of 1984. Uh, so Tom Holland was uh, not Spider-Man and also uh, immediately uh, happy with the idea of having Roddy in this movie. And but he was a new Batman Adventures and Superman, which is actually funny. To see now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he's, close. he was actually Roddy was in the old Batman show in the 1966 one. And he was also uh, a voice on two other Batman uh, cartoons. Hmm. I forget who he played on the 66 Batman, but it was a villain, I believe like the bookkeeper or something <laughs> something like that. But Tom says he understood the part, and he also understood what he could do with it, and he really wanted it. So Roddy was interested in playing Peter because the character was featured from ages 30 to 60, and uh, the then 57-year-old actor said, I'd never played anything that old. So, so that's cool. Have your Googles found it? The bookworm? Bookworm. There it is. Awesome. Hey. 
Peter walks and Charlie follows. And this is where, like, this is where the credits come to a screeching halt. And Peter's happy ending uh, is disturbed abruptly when Charlie, Charlie says, in fact, I have one living next door to me. Would you help me kill him? <laughs> Who's the craziest person you've ever met, Robin? <laughs> oh, uh, you. <laughs> right. Dude, I've met some crazy people before, uh, mainly because they they've done too much, too many drugs. I, uh, Charlie is on vampire panic right now, so <laughs> I don't think I've ever met anybody on vampire panic. Sure reminds me of er- earlier today. These Mormons start yelling, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" You know, from like pr- practically across the street, run over to me, and they're like, "Oh, you know, do you want to whatever hear about Jesus? Have you ever heard of the Book of Mormon? And, you know, do you believe in Jesus?" And I'm like, "Actually, I'm Jewish," and they're like, "Oh." Oh, well, did you know that the Book of Mormon is about a Jewish family? Are you interested in that? I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> oh God. And if there are Mormons listening, thank you for listening. And I'm sure you're yeah, not the yeah. pesky type. But uh, there, in my previous marriage, <laughs> see, I've had girlfriends and wives. They're also living. So uh, the previous, my previous marriage, she had gotten into conversations with Mormons. And mm-hmm. so it got to the point where like, it was like kind of like a, a thing where they'd come over, they'd sit down and chat with her, and they'd just chat for, like, a couple hours, you know? She wasn't really deep in the religion, but she was deep in the talking about her own faith and, and things like that. I was in college at the time, and I was taking sociology, and they had me do some sort of experiments where it was just, like, do something... It was, it was essentially do something bizarre and take notes on how people react. So I picked Mormon night to do this. Uh, I came home from class and I saw the car and I was like, yeah, tonight's the experiment. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I walked in the door backwards and did everything backwards and talked backwards to them. And, And my wife at the time was just like, what the hell is wrong with you? What what is wrong with you? What is, you know, like drop it. You can drop it anytime. And I was just like, what drop, (laughs) you know, and just continued with the act for like, I was really annoying. Probably like an hour, I'd say (laughs) until they left. And then, and then, then I was like, I'm going to write this report. It did really, it was really fun for me. Uh, And then you got divorced. So, so yeah. what did Unrelated. Unrelated. <laughs> like, ma'am, I think he's the devil. <laughs> he's speaking in backmasking. Yeah. We've all, you know, of course, we've all met crazy people, but there's two that stand out in my mind. One, a couple restaurants ago, there was a woman who used to come in occasionally. She was probably in her early 50s, very slight black woman she would sit at a four top by herself and insist that the server left an extra setting for jesus and uh she talked to jesus the entire meal and she introduced herself as david to everyone just strange lady when i lived in brooklyn i was walking down the street one day this homeless guy popped out from behind the dumpsters and looked me right in the face and said you're not even real motherfucker and And maybe, I think to this day, maybe I'm not. Oh, my God. Uh, he cast a spell on you. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Sounds like the opening to uh, Mulholland Drive. You ever seen that movie? Uh, that's a David Lynch film, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe a long time ago. Two guys come out of a restaurant, and this, he's just, like, really scared of seeing something. And then he walks around a, blob, uh, around a dumpster, and there's a homeless guy there. And he's really scary looking. And the guy just, like, completely, like, falls over dead <laughs> after seeing him because he's so scared. 
Anyway, Mulholland Drive minute never coming. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, Peter's smile drops at the suggestion that this child wants him to help kill somebody. This kid is asking me to help murder his neighbor. And uh, so he turns around and, and I just love the how meekly Roddy McDowell says, pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> and how, how old is Charlie and friends supposed to be? Uh, 16. Yeah, 16, 17. 17. Yeah. 17 yes, I thought. He's like a junior. So Charlie keeps going about, uh, he starts asking Peter if he heard about the girl that was murdered a few days ago, which is a very general statement, I guess, in some place like L.A., but in Rancho Corvallis, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming there's not many murders. <laughs> And and it, and it's funny, you know. Obviously, it's not funny, but you know, uh, there have been a couple of murders already. <laughs> so I was like, which, "Which one are you talking about?" So Peter says yes, and then Charlie says it was his neighbor who did it, and his neighbor is a vampire. Yeah, it was his neighbor, not not me, not me, my neighbor. Like <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peter all of a sudden turns to Ricky Gervais and says, "Are you taking the piss?" <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Gervais to play him now. <laughs> I, mean, I know there was already a remake, but that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the closest you're gonna get is David Tennant. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Peter is done. He turns away, starts to walk, and Charlie grabs his arm. And uh, Peter looks at this this physical interaction. This child has touched him. It's teenager. And, yeah, it's just, like, the look on Peter's face is like, is this really happening right now? Am I going to get murdered on my last day by this crazy person in the parking lot outside the public access studio? And Charlie says, I'm not joking. I am deadly serious. Mm -hmm. And so Peter packs up, opens his trunk, puts his big, big old box in there. And Charlie's protesting, saying, you have to believe me. I'm telling the truth. You said you believed in vampires. And Peter goes to shut his trunk, and he says, I... And then the minute ends. <laughs> yeah. Which sucks, because it was a good quote to get cut off. But we'll, we'll talk about it in the next minute. A little bit more trivia here. William Ragsdale said that Roddy was great from the very first day. The first day of <laughs> rehearsals, he had to shut his eyes and tell himself he earned the spot and not to freak out. But he said Roddy was very approachable and accessible and was having a good time. And Tom Holland, not Spider-Man, uh, and Roddy McDowell built a lasting friendship. And Roddy eventually invited Holland to a dinner party where he introduced him to Vincent Price. And Vincent uh, was very flattered that Peter Vincent was written as a homage to him. And Tom says, I was a little embarrassed by it, but Vincent Price said the film was wonderful, and he thought Roddy did a wonderful job. Which I was like, cool. <laughs> it's better than Vincent Price being like, you really think of me like that? You know, right. I'm not some B-rate actor <laughs> working public access. How dare you? Get out of my house. <laughs> This is Roddy's house. Get out of there, too. All right, so <laughs> that's all I have for this minute. Did you guys have anything more? No. All right, Alice, thanks again for being here. Did you want to give a little plug to anything that you uh, would like to plug? You know what? Follow me on, well, add me. Well, first message me on Facebook so I know where you heard of me. But uh, Alice Lauren, A-L-I-C-E Lauren. And my Twitter is A-L-I-M-E-Z-H. Um, so you can follow me there. We'll be good. And if you're ever in Rochester, New York, and you want to come see me do some stand-up comedy, I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to put a stake in this one. Please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Men. Send your feedback to FrightNightMinute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Len. And I'm Alice. Thanks for listening. Have a fright night, everyone. <laughs>
He's a vampire. A what? <laughs> <laughs> You're so cool, Bruce.